Hey guys, in today's episode, we're celebrating our one year anniversary of Rave Culture Cast by bringing back one of our most loved episodes, Your Most Embarrassing Rave and Festival Moments. Today is all about sharing your hysterical stories, and I personally cannot wait to laugh my ass off. So let's get into it. Welcome back to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. My name is Emma Capotis. I'm the host of this podcast. Thank you all so much for being here. Happy one year anniversary, you guys. Ah, I'm so excited. <laughs> I hope I didn't just blow out anybody's eardrums just then. <laughs> but no, uh, I can't believe it's been a year. What the hell, you guys? Uh, I have been looking forward to filming this episode for a very long time. Uh, We are doing a part two of one of my favorite episodes and I just wanted good vibes all around. I wanted something that was going to make us laugh and put us all in a good mood so we can just celebrate a year of this podcast right and you guys sent in so many submissions so I can't wait to get into today's topic but before we do that Thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, If you guys don't mind, I would love it if you could rate and review on iTunes, uh, do all the things, subscribe over on my YouTube channel, Emma Capotis. You guys can give us a follow on whatever streaming platform you love, Spotify, iTunes, like wherever you guys want to do it. The Anchor app is great as well. Uh, And make this your story today. Happy one year, guys. Let's celebrate it right. Tag at Rave Culture Cast and at Emma Capotis on your Instagram stories, tweets, wherever you want to share a link. You know, you want to be that person when like a friend comes to you and they're like, you know, I have a lot of time on my hands right now. I need something new. I need something new to stream, to listen to, to watch. You can be like, hey, Emma has this podcast, Rave Culture Cast. If you're into music festivals in the EM community, you should really check it out. Let's do things like that. Let's spread more positivity and good vibes and uh, get some more people in our family here. Uh, We are coming into the second year, guys. This is the 52nd episode. So excited to be here. Excited to have all of you. All right, so let's get into everything that we've got going on today. Um, Let's do our listener of the week. I've got a couple submissions here. Uh, You guys can always send in nominations. Email me at raveculturecast at gmail.com. Nominate someone, a friend, a family member, a rave fam member, a loved one, whatever you guys want to do. Um, okay, so let's do this first one. Oop, I did that one already last week. Never mind. <laughs> Next one. Okay, this one's from Daniel. It says, hey, Emma, hope all is well with you and Brian. Thank you. That is so nice of you to say that. We're both doing great. Uh, I hope you guys haven't been getting on each other's nerves too much while in this quarantine. No, we've we've been hanging in there, you guys. We have been all right. Uh, both of us have been very busy. We've been working a lot. Um... So yeah, so we've been hanging in there. I hope you guys are hanging in there as well and staying healthy. Uh, So he says, this will be my first time doing nominations, but I felt like it was a good time to do so. Always a good time to submit, you guys. I have a friend of mine of over a year who's also my ex, who you actually got the pleasure of meeting as well with me at EDC Las Vegas 2019. His name is Ariel, and he's a pediatric nurse for the Texas Children's Hospital here in Houston, Texas. He has been a nurse for over two years and loves what he does. I had to shout him out and all the other registered nurses for putting in so much work into our healthcare service and for putting their life on the line for others to be well and safe. 100%. Thank you so much for submitting this. I'm going to keep going on. But yes, all of the healthcare workers right now, everybody that's risking their own health and well-being to help others, you guys are the real heroes. So he said he has struggled through some gruesome hours and restless nights to help babies and kids in need, but has always made time as well to put that to the side and rave and have awesome memories with me and the rave fam. In this time especially, they are also going through it with these safety precautions with COVID-19 and concerns for everyone's health, and I can't stress how much of an impact he has had on me and the most genuine, caring, and loving friendship. We might not have worked out as a couple, but we know where we stand as friends, and that's all that matters. Much love to you and Brian. Stay safe through all of this. Daniel Garcia at Adam underscore HTX94. Oh, my God. Hi. Wait. This is one of my biggest fam supporters, and we love him. And thank you so much 
for writing in. Oh my gosh, I hope you are doing well. You're such a sweetheart. Um, we are in contact regularly and we did have the pleasure of meeting at EDC Las Vegas. I will never forget that. You had an awesome shirt on. <laughs> but uh, very sweet note. Thank you so much for calling out our healthcare workers. Uh, all of you guys are our listener of the week, seriously, because we would not be safe and alive uh, without you guys. So thank you all so much. Uh, and thank you, Daniel, for submitting that. We love you too. Again, you guys can always send in your nominations to raveculturecast at gmail.com. It can be an example just like that. It doesn't even have to be someone you know in particular. Like if you just want to shout out a group of people, uh, I'm more than happy to do that because I want to highlight all of the amazing people in this community uh, who are doing really great things. So that is incredible. Uh, before we get started here, guys, into your stories, uh, I just wanted to do a call out for upcoming submissions. So we are doing uh, an episode very soon, and I want to know what type of raver are you? So I'm talking about like the rave stereotypes, like, you know, a house head, a techno snob in quotation marks, because I don't really like that word. Uh, bass head, like wook, like whatever, you know, what type of a candy kid? What type of rave stereotype are you? You can be multiple. That's totally fine. Um, and yeah, and email me just letting me know why. What are the characteristics about you? Do you think you fit into it well? Maybe not. Uh, and if you guys just want to write in with your opinions about rave stereotypes, that's totally fine too. I'm just curious to like talk about this topic because this is one I've wanted to tackle for a while. So again, what type of raver are you? What type of raver are you? Wow, I can't talk today. Uh, email me raveculturecast at gmail.com. Okay, so before we get into all of your emails, um, I just wanted to say another quick shout out to all of you guys because I am a little bit nostalgic since it is one year of Rave Culture Cast. I was sort of like looking back on the episodes and just like going through, you know, which ones got the most streams because I wanted to see what you guys sort of resonated with the most. Uh, and just in general, wanted to reflect on some of my favorite episodes that we've done. So I just have to say like how grateful I am. And I'm just like blown away by this podcast because it was something I was thinking about doing for a really long time, but I was just so nervous to do it because I didn't know where to start or like, I don't know anything about now I do, but I didn't know anything about like editing audio or what equipment I would need. Had no fucking idea. So it's just crazy to look back on like that was literally a year ago it was actually April 17th that's when I first posted the episode so two days after today um yeah had no idea how to edit audio I just downloaded some random program from the internet uh which actually didn't end up working out I did a few episodes I edited a few episodes in it and then it like crashed on me a whole bunch of times oh those are fun days I like lost two episodes completely had to re-record them I remember breaking down in tears and crying uh, and now I edit in Adobe Audition, which I love. So shout out Adobe. Um, but yeah, it's just like there are things you learn along the way. I watch YouTube videos to like educate myself and learn how to edit audio. And, you know, there's still so many improvements I want to make, but that's like what growth is. You know, I'm so happy with where we are now with the podcast and, you know, all the interviews I've gotten to do. I never, you know, I started just doing the audio, then I started doing the YouTube videos, so you guys who prefer to watch it have that option, and then starting January 1st, I started doing video interviews, so you guys can actually see who I'm interviewing, and I do that on Zoom meetings, so I'm trying to make, you know, baby steps forward here and there, so it's cool to, like, look back and be like, oh, wow, like, where were we a year ago to now? Um, I also relaunched this January with a brand new logo and I renamed the podcast it still technically could be either one rave culture podcast or rave culture cast but it I always had the social handles rave culture cast and it just like rolls off the tongue better so I relaunched the podcast in January with that name I love the logo so much um, I'm trying to work on some things behind the scenes you guys so merch is something I definitely want to get into at some point um, I feel like right now with you know people out of the job and things like that it's just not the right time to launch merch but again you know some of you guys have reached out to me with things you want to see so at some point I will have the logo on merch and pins and stickers and all kinds of fun stuff so that will definitely be coming maybe by the end of the year I'm going to try and work on it for you if you guys are interested but some of the topics we talked about I'm proud like I will say I'm proud of myself I'm proud of we 
covered some serious topics. I've talked about consent. I've talked about substance use, body image, post-festival depression, uh, which are serious things like we've all potentially dealt with. And then at the same time, we've been able to talk about the wonderful things in this community and some fun topics like unpopular EDM opinions, building our dream festival lineups, how to find your rave bay, raving solo tips, how to make new friends, uh, how to balance raving and adulthood and budgeting. And those are just like a few that I've really enjoyed working on. Uh, and lastly, the incredible interviews never in my life let me tell you did I think I would interview people guys like I I mean like I'm okay on the phone and stuff but I get so fucking nervous before I do the interview still to this day and it's just really cool to see the growth there as well like I can't even tell you I've said this before when I get off of a call with someone how like excited I feel and motivated like it's just been the most rewarding experience talking to other ravers and like influential people in this community uh, and just getting to know more people on like a more personal level and then introducing them to you guys as well so you can discover new people. The most rewarding thing out of all of this besides building a relationship with you guys and having you here to listen like none of this would be possible if you guys did not listen to it. (laughs) So again thank you for doing that and listening to me ramble every fucking week. You know, I also got to interview two artists this past year. Uh, My friend Swan and Gesture just came on, which was so fucking incredible. I never thought that would happen. And looking forward for the rest of this year, I have so much planned. And again, like I want to keep improving as a content creator. And it's giving me so much joy, especially right now with everything going on in the world, to like have something to work on and look forward to and still talk about the topics that we all love even though festivals might not be happening right now you know thank you guys for sticking with me but I would love to interview more artists have more personalities on here have you guys contribute to more episodes like what today is going to be um and yeah and maybe one day do some in-person interviews when social distancing isn't a thing (laughs) so with all that being said could not be more thankful for all of you guys it's been the best year it's been some of the high highest highs and lowest lows I've had my fucking moments and my mental breakdowns let me tell you but the most rewarding thing ever and you know I love my YouTube channel and working on all that content but this podcast has given me more than I ever even imagined so that was a very fucking long intro thank you if you're all still listening (laughs) but uh, I just had to reflect and say this past year has been incredible so anyway With all that being said, I'm going to take a quick break here and then we're just jumping right into all of your embarrassing stories. So get ready to laugh. (laughs) Okay, you guys. So you guys sent in a lot of emails. So I just want to get right into your emails. Uh, Like I mentioned, if you guys missed part one of this, go back and listen to that episode because I shared all of my most embarrassing stories in that. So I got them all out of the way. I don't have any to share today, Uh, you know. Once festival season starts back up again, I'm sure we'll have more to add to the list. But for right now, I shared them in part one. So if you want to hear mine, go back and listen to that. But we are going to kick it off here with, uh, oh, I'm going to not say their name just in case they want these to be anonymous. If they tell me it's okay, uh, then I'll say it. But let's try not to like blow up these people's spot, Emma. That would not be good. (laughs) Okay, so um, this first one. It says, Emma, congratulations on your podcast anniversary. Thank you. I'm so glad you're bringing this topic back because I definitely have a mortifying story. Oh, let's do it. I had recently gotten a promotion at my job when I asked for time off to be able to go to Imagine this past year. I surprisingly got the time off approved. Now let's fast forward to day three at Imagine. Let's just say I was lit, lit. I tried to compose myself while vibing out to Claude Von Stroke. When I went from my phone to record, I see that my phone has the green bar at the top showing that I'm currently in a phone call. (gasps) No. When I tapped to see who was on the other line, it was my fucking boss. Yes, my boss that had just given me my promotion. And to top it off, the call was on for about five minutes. I couldn't have hung up faster. I was mortified. My mind was going a thousand miles per hour as I threw my phone in my fanny pack My friends told me to text him and just apologize, so I did and tried to forget about it. And I kid you not that when I went back for my phone, for some reason, somehow, I had butt-dialed him again, and this time the call was only on for about a minute, and after that I just turned my phone off. I was so embarrassed. I legit thought I was going to get fired when I showed up to the office, 
But when I showed up to my next shift, my boss called me into his office, which he never does. I was shitting bricks. I really thought I was fired. Thank God he didn't even mention the phone calls. Oh, wow. Okay, one, he's a real one for not even saying anything about it. And two, if it makes you feel any better, no one's listening to a phone call for five minutes. He probably answered it and was like, this bitch and then listened for like 10 seconds and then hung up so don't worry I'm sure he was not sitting there for five minutes listening <laughs> but he probably was like this girl's fucked up <laughs> but that sucks that's like either dial but dialing in like an ex or your parent actually I wouldn't even be upset about my parents or your boss like that's got to be high up there with uh mortifying <laughs> okay this next one says hey Emma this one wasn't embarrassing for me but a friend I went to Bonnaroo with so my friend and I got separated for base nectar set. So we met up after at a different set later and I asked him how nectar was. He said he had on these tiny banana booty shorts and said he was dancing, dropped it low and felt the grass on his legs, but it ignored it. Then he said, well, maybe I ripped my shorts. How bad is it? So we're laying down. He turns over on his side lifts his leg up and I just see full balls and booty hole because his shorts I don't think I've ever said balls or booty hole on the podcast so here's to that (laughs) his shorts completely ripped when he dropped it low at base nectar and he was just walking around for most of the night with his shorts totally ripped and his butt out and he had no idea I hope this isn't too inappropriate but it ended up being the funniest thing ever for our group embarrassed for him but he was surprisingly cool with it much love and that's from Megan that's amazing I feel like at a rave since everybody's like goodies are hanging out anywhere anyway and no one really judges i'm sure he might have gotten some looks but he can rest assured that if it were to happen anywhere that's the place that it should happen i probably wouldn't even blink an eye (laughs) if i saw that uh but that's amazing your poor friend okay this one's a little longer let's see this hey emma here's one of my most embarrassing rave stories yes you can use my name okay thank you mike (laughs) i don't know some people's are like a little too mortifying also i love how um she was like, I don't know if this is too inappropriate. Guys, I've talked about almost shitting my pants on this podcast, so nothing is too inappropriate. <laughs> I really don't care. Uh, clearly, I have a potty mouth. Um, I like to use the F word a lot. So, you know, just don't don't play this podcast maybe to like your, somebody under 10 years old, maybe. I don't know. That's totally up to your discretion. Anyway, um, it says... This happened to me during Izu 2018 during Alesso set. I was dancing in the middle of the crowd having a lit AF time. I noticed a guy next to me was sitting on the ground in the crowd with his friends standing circled around him to make sure no one tramples over him. I spoke to one of the girls standing over him who happened to be his girlfriend and asked if he was okay. She said yes he's fine to make sure I bent down to check up on him. He told me that it was his first time rolling in a long time and it was hitting him too hard. I asked his girlfriend if anyone in the group had water on them for his friend and they didn't. So as a good fellow raver, every few minutes during Alesso's set, I bent down to give him a drink from my camelback. He was super grateful and I was glad that he was starting to feel better. Toward the, towards the end of Alessio's set, his girlfriend comes closer to me to express her gratitude. But then all of a sudden from behind... His girlfriend wraps her arms over my shoulders and starts swaying with me. And eventually the swaying turned into forceful grinding. It was one of the most uncomfortable rave situations I've ever been in. My friends around me just wondered what the hell was going on. Imagine a 5'3", short Filipino man, me, getting grinded on from behind by a much taller woman. I wish they had a picture of the awkward situation and my horrified face. It was so weird and uncomfortable mainly because she's doing this as her boyfriend was dying on the ground next to us. Uh, To remind her that her boyfriend is next to us, I tried telling her things like, oh, how is your boyfriend doing? Should you go check up on him? Uh, But she kind of disregarded it and said, I'm sure he's fine now. I tried not to make anything of it and tried not to grind with her as best as I could. Luckily, Alessa's set ended soon after. The guy on the ground stood up and hugged me as a thank you, and the rest of the group walked away to get some water. Now, whenever I go to Alesso's set, this memory comes to mind. And that's at Mike.T94. Wow. Well, one, you're a real trooper for putting up with that and for also being a lifesaver and giving someone water like we should. Um, you didn't, I don't, I would say you did nothing wrong. You tried to do your best. Uh, that girl was probably uh, feeling some type of way. So that was fun. I do wish we had that picture though. That'd be amazing. <laughs> 
Okay, this next one is choosing to be anonymous. Totally fine. So, okay, I will be sharing a very unfortunate story with you today. Oh, God. Once upon a time, a little plur princess went to deck. This is amazing. Went to decadence, Arizona. I was decked out in candy, glitter, and most importantly, good vibes. I love to shuffle, so I was in the backish section of the main stage, still close to the rear subs, throwing it down with my rave fam, which included my good friends and our boyfriends. I typically wear little to no clothing at raves because I really love to dance, get super sweaty, and hate carrying layers around. So I was in hot pants, pasties, and a mesh triangle bra top. I'm like 5'9", 116 pounds, and a 32A. A noodle. Dap booty dough. <laughs> That's amazing. Girl, you toot your own horn. I was dancing to Chami and Mala's set when I see two short guys like 5'3", dressed exactly the same as ninjas, same haircut, same face as far as I was concerned, approach me and I do some hand signals that insinuated, can we dance with you? Being the plur boy bunny I am, I was like, hell yeah, my boyfriend was right there and just kind of laughed at the situation and nodded in approval. Everything was cool when all of a sudden these two dudes rushed towards me and literally lifted me in the motherfucking air. One grabbed my shoulders back and the other my ankles and legs. Face to the sky, what the fuck? The song was about to drop and I just had a bad feeling that these guys were going to try and do some stunt with me or something and they start... start tossing me up like a pizza in a circle around and around they literally would toss one end of me to the other person squat to catch me and do it again oh my god i was laughing slash yelling to get down but i don't think they heard me or cared i was trying to pop my head up to find my boyfriend but i couldn't focus on anything because i was spinning so fast i inevitably inevitably started puking from the motion sickness up in the air onto myself and the others around me and the little ninjas they put me down but just kind of dropped me and then they fucking ran away into the crowd and I didn't see them again oh my god my ray fam ran over from behind uh where the spinning started at first they just looked at me like are you fucking okay as I'm standing there my little mermaid sparkly rave queen fit covered in chunks of what I ate at the pregame looking like a sad slimy spaghetti (laughs) Are you an English writer? Because you're like, your adjectives and everything you're using is like painting an amazing picture and I love it. I started laughing and then we all started cracking up. My boyfriend was getting really mad that we couldn't find those ninja fuckers all night, but at least I didn't get hurt. People around me were just in awe of what had just happened in front of them. I had people come up to me and high five me, ask me if I was okay, if I knew those guys, etc. It was as if We had choreographed and practiced the maneuver hundreds of times at hundreds of raves and they just chose some unlucky person to do it at each one. Just so fucking strange and embarrassing. I ended up going to the water station and filling up cups to try and rinse myself off as best I could. I went to the bathroom and ditched my cute top, RIP, and put on my boyfriend's men's large joyride t-shirt. It didn't really go with my makeup, but fuck it. I spent the rest of the night looking out for the ninjas and not being as plur, unfortunately. Still had a great time. Okay, the next thing I can't say. (laughs) She said Skrillex was a good time. Let's put it that way. It was amazing. If two little ninjas ever come up to you at a rave and want to dance, say no. The end. Wow. I just feel like, I literally feel like I was there with you by your description of that story. I'm so sorry. Literally nothing is more disgusting to me than puke. Like I can't even get into it. Wow. Just wow. That's something you will never forget. I will say that. And yeah, I probably would have had a heart attack Uh, as well and I don't like heights so I'm so sorry that happened to you (laughs) I hope you're okay okay let's move on to the next story so it says this is why I love these episodes oh my god I'm so happy we're doing this okay it says hi Emma so just as a PSA this is an x-rated story read at your own risk yes it isn't something that directly happened to me but something I witnessed oh boy It was day three of EDC Las Vegas 2019, just after the fireworks had gone off and my friends and I walked over to Circuit Grounds to catch Elenium set. It was packed. Yes, it was. Like all of our Circuit Grounds filled, like all of Circuit Grounds filled out and we were way in the back, but still with barely any room to move. And it was cold AF, so we were all huddling together like penguins. Elenium comes out and he's mixing his feelsy stuff with some heavy dubstep. Then gold stupid love comes on and everyone's just vibing, headbanging, and I look to my left and there is some weird movement going on. I take off my sunglasses to get a better look and lo and behold, there are two girls going at it, like fully. One girl, oh boy, one girl is kneeling on the ground and straight up 
doing things with the other girl. Uh, and she goes, she's going to the beat. Oh, my God. Okay, so these two girls are basically having sex in the crowd, which is gross. Um, this was happening in the middle of the most packed crowd. I kind of felt like I was invading their moment, but I also kind of couldn't look away because I was so shocked. The people around me were also like, what the fuck? And someone started cheering them on. The song ended and then they and everyone else just went back to vibing with their crew. Now I know I wasn't the most sober at this time, but there was absolutely no way I could have imagined that shit. Millennials are wild. Anyone else witness a live sex act during a set? Wow. And she said, thanks, Emma, for spreading the love and positivity always. Your channel and this podcast are truly a source of joy and normality during this time when I'm stuck at home instead of raving. Oh, thank you for saying that. Um, That's crazy. It's... I personally have never seen anything like that. Yeah, I've never seen that in particular, but I have heard of other people saying they've um, definitely seen sexual acts or people just being naked and things. I've seen people peeing in the crowd. I mean, I'm not going to get all preachy. I, I have my personal feelings about it. I do not think it's the time or place in a public setting like that to do that because I, I just like feel like even if you want to do your thing, go find a dark area maybe or don't do it at a live event um or maybe do it at your campsite you know what I mean get your thing on in privacy um just a little uncomfortable when everyone has to watch it and also I just don't trust people because no one gives a fuck and if they don't know you they're going to record you and that will go on the internet and potentially embarrass you or whatever so I'm just like not a fan of that sort of kind of PDA but that is fucking crazy I can't even imagine Elenium set was so packed like we were packed in like sardines it was crazy okay this next one's anonymous it says hey emma i'm so excited you brought back this episode theme it was so much fun to listen to last time and i can't wait to hear people's submissions so let's set the scene i went with without a group to day two of edc las vegas last year and tried to keep it and to keep it pg we'll just say your girl had partaken in some favors for the first time ever not my brightest idea at first, the rainbow lights and pounding bass had been a little overwhelming, to be honest, and I didn't feel great. But after a few moments of sitting down with some newfound friends in the grass, I really started, everything really started to light up. I couldn't get enough of the flashing lights and my friend's gloves or the hearts I was seeing through those crazy glasses someone gave me. Everything I looked at made me say, whoa, which had everyone around me hysterically laughing at my childlike wonder. I kept asking why, and they kept changing the lights around me and telling the Glover that he must be magic. As if my totally weird curiosity of the world wasn't embarrassing enough around total strangers, I turned to the girl sitting next to me, a total stranger that I had just met on the bus the day before and totally been crushing on, and asked her through giggles, why do I just want to kiss like everyone? She laughed at me and then told me if I could kiss her, I would kiss her if I wanted to. I was absolutely awestruck and needless to say, we spent the entire rest of the festival attached at the hip. The group adopted me... The group that adopted me were absolutely amazing, and although this may not sound embarrassing to everyone else listening, they still to this day will not let go of how many times I said, whoa, that night. <laughs> Hope you get a little giggle out of this quirky EDC memory. Wishing you all the best, and can't, can't wait to hear everyone's stories. Plur. Oh, I love that. No, everybody's level of embarrassment is different, and especially if you feel like the odd one out, or again, like you were the newbie in that situation, they all knew each other, like it can definitely feel embarrassing, like in the moment, so... That's really funny. Um, okay, this next one says, oh, I'm going to keep them anonymous. And I think I'm just going to keep them anonymous. Okay, it's, hey, I'm on this is blank. I'm from San Diego, California. I'm a big trans fan. I listen to some music, house music as well, but I'm trying to get into house and techno a little more because uh, I just really love trance music. Okay, it says, also, uh, I just started following you this year. And I just wanted to first off say I really enjoy your video content and podcast and I feel like you're super down to earth and you're always entertaining and informing us the best you can. Thank you. Guys, I promise I'm not paying these people. <laughs> he said, I was planning on going to New York this year with my brother and his wife for Izu. I had watched your videos with tips and advice on what to do in New York during the festival, but with all of the pandemic and virus go stuff going on, it just seems like it won't happen this year. But anyways, on to my story. Yeah, I mean, fingers crossed. I am like, I won't get into it. I'm praying Izu happens because obviously New York is not a good situation. I feel like it's a 50-50 chance, but let's hope that Izu will still be on. So on to his story. I think one of the most embarrassing stories I have was when I was at Coachella 2015. I'm at Coachella for the first time this year camping with my two brothers, my oldest brother's wife and a friend of and a friend of my oldest brother. I can't remember what day it was on, but we wake up and start off the day with some drinks and just getting prepared to go inside to the venue. 
Once we go inside, we're going from stage to stage, checking out the different artists and having an amazing time. We end up going to the beer garden and having some more drinks after. So we're all feeling pretty good and drunk at this time. We're all just being goofy and having fun. There was a moment where we were heading to a stage and I think there was like a trash can I decided to jump over just because. So I end end up jumping over it and eating it. I'm on the floor laughing and as soon as I get up, I'm looking at my right leg and notice that my shorts ripped all the way from the bottom middle hem to the bottom of the right inner corner of my thigh (laughs) my boxers and right leg are all exposed so we're still feeling good and laughing about it but I can't stay inside the venue like this so I tell my brother to go back with me to the campsite thank god we were camping and I'm able to change into some other shorts or pants as soon as we get there but I was very lucky we were camping and I was easily to just go in and out after thanks Emma stay safe during these crazy times hopefully we're able to meet one day wow yeah a lot of wardrobe malfunctions not great uh probably also not the best that you decided to do that but that's totally fine okay here's another one. Ooh, this is a cringe rave story this is a little on the longer side it says hey hope this isn't too late for submitting so my best friend lives in california and i live in ohio and she has been raving for a couple years and has met a rave fam from the bay that she's become friends with I've always wanted to go to a rave with her and her fam and we're going to EDC Las Vegas this year and this was in 2019 so I thought thought that would be the perfect place to start. I knew her and her friends would be taking drugs and I wanted to as well. I wasn't pressured. I'm always down to try something once. Disclaimer, always test your stuff. I flew out to her into California for a couple weeks prior to EDC. We did a test on myself with Molly and I, but I didn't fully peak because I took a small amount. I knew my body would be okay with it at EDC and I was excited for the festival. Fast forward to the festival, it was my first time meeting everyone besides my friend, obviously. I thought one guy in the group was cute, but wasn't interested in doing anything with him. I just wanted to make amazing memories with my friends and the group. Fast forward and I'm rolling super hard, not freaking out or anything, just very vibey, dancing hard, having a good time. So I start getting thirsty for this guy that I thought was cute from earlier, and but he had left the group with another guy for a different set. And so I was going around to everyone remaining in the group asking where he is. I want him, asking how, okay, I'm going to leave that out. <laughs> this is an X-rated story. Let's keep in mind his sister was in this group and she was among the people I was asking these uncomfortable questions to. I know I'm cringing, I'm cringing while typing this still. We never ended up seeing him the rest of the night. I wake up on day two and was having war flashbacks of what happened the day before. It's important to mention that I've never been in a relationship and although I've had sex before, it's not something I care about or want to do most times. So day one was very out of character for me, uh, but I understand it was a a result of the drugs I took. My friends had warned me about this, but I shrugged shrugged it off. Day two came around and all the girls wanted to go see Rez, but I wanted to see ASAP. And of course, that's what the boys and the guy wanted to see. That night was amazing, but nothing came out of it because my friend and I didn't camp like the rest of them. On the last day, we were never able to meet up at the festival because that's when my phone decided it didn't want to work anymore. And even though the other nights, it worked perfectly without issues. When I got home, the embarrassment started hitting me. So I sent a text to him and his sister apologizing if I made them uncomfortable at all during the weekend but they were completely nice and understanding and that's what happens when you roll and it was my first time so they were all very nice about it and didn't think it was that weird fast forward to now I'm going to California again going to audio and countdown with my friends and ended up seeing the group at the red show this weekend and they said that they're oh they're going to audio and countdown as well uh which I didn't know when I was buying the tickets so hopefully this time around I can show them that I'm not crazy (laughs) thank you again for reading this love your podcast and your videos uh you and Tara O'Neill are my favorite EDM YouTubers have a great day that's awesome okay yeah disclaimer guys she said it in here obviously not glamorizing or saying to do any types of substances uh I preach about you know being safe obviously and testing yourself with all of that so that's crazy. I, I feel for you. I feel like everybody kind of puts themselves in a situation um, where there can be some mortifying things happening when you take substances like that because you just say things that you're thinking and they just flow out of you. Um, but that's crazy. Okay. Next one it says, hey, Emma. Oh, my God. Okay. So, oh, my God. I can't believe I'm ready to type this. If you've eaten something quite recently, I wouldn't advise listening to this one. Oh, no. So Emma, don't know if you remember, but last year I took a trip home to my birth country in England 
After I'd booked the trip, I realized that Creamfields was happening the first weekend I was going to be there. How the heck was I going to pass this up? Anyways, fast forward to last August, I'm at Creamfields. Woot woot. Not many people might know this, but it's a camping festival. I paid for silver, which came with some not-so-well-kempt bathrooms, oh no, and decent showers. I got there two days into the festival, and the silver campsite was full, in quotation marks, so I ended up having to set up way deep in standard. I still had access to everything with my wristband, but, but fuck, it was a hike to get there. He sent all these pictures. So while I was inside the festival arena, not the campsite, I discovered some premium bathrooms that I happily paid pounds, not dollars, Four, super clean, not stinky, proper sinks and soap. It was a trailer kind of thing. I think it was this Saturday night. I was back at my tent and all of a sudden, fuck, I had to go number two. Remember, I said I had to set up my tent deep inside the standard camping area. All they had were porta potties. Pause. I don't go to the bathroom in porter potties, but there was no way I was going to be making the hike to the arena. So what do I do? I have to do what every normal person does. Yeah. So, oh no, I grabbed one of the empty shopping bags I had with me, went to the far corner of my tent and pooped. (laughs) I'm fucking shook. Oh my God. People are going to throw up listening to this episode. I'm so sorry. I tried to warn you guys. Oh my God. I pooped in a shopping bag inside my tent. (laughs) Oh my God. This is amazing. And he says, and don't worry, I had plenty of wipes and sanitizer. And then I remembered my camping neighbor's had a little plastic shovel they used to make a slight trench around their tent, so I buried my poop. (laughs) Oh my god, that is amazing. That is amazing. Oh, they had a correction. It was bronze camping they paid for, not silver. Well, I don't think that's the detail that people are harping on in your story, okay? (laughs) Also, you know, you did what you did. I would... I would argue that the porta potties is a better option than that, but you know what? You got to do what you got to do. Okay, we really went there with this episode. I- I'm like sitting here in my head, like, do I have to cut half this out? But you know what? Fuck it. We're not cutting any of this out. We're including all of these stories. <laughs> okay, moving on. So, last day of Electric Forest 2017, I was ready to end my weekend hard. I had take- partaken in other activities the three previous days and was lacking much sleep. Uh, In an effort to go out with a bang, I managed to get blackout drunk at a very early hour. Not advising that to anyone else, but okay. I went to go watch We Then at the forest stage, which is now the honeycomb. My friends wanted to see someone else, so they let me fend for myself. I was right up in the front making friends with the people around me when suddenly I had to pee. Not wanting to miss any of the show or lose my great spot, I decided it would be smart to pee in the empty beer cup I had been holding on to. I was wearing harem pants, so I figured it would be as simple as putting the cup on my pants and then just dumping it out. What I didn't foresee was the amount of pee that I had been holding in. Oh my god. (laughs) As I slickly attempted what I thought was a brilliant plan, the cup begins to fill and eventually overflows. Oh my god. All over me as I'm surrounded by strangers. Needless to say, I was mortified. I dumped out what was in the cup, threw the cup away, Got my trusty baby wipes and cleaned off my legs and then sanitized as well. Thankfully, the new friends I had made around me were very positive and reassuring. They knew I had, was three sheets to the wind and brush it off as a, hey, it's forest. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. We're just going to move on. <laughs> it says, hey, Emma, my name is Cami at curly.cami. Uh, And here's my embarrassing story. EDC Las Vegas 2019 was my first EDC and I had no idea about the policy where you cannot leave the festival and go back in. My friends and I had gotten different shuttles so every night we had to find each other at the shuttle drop off. The first night my shuttle made it before hers and went in to wait for her inside. As soon as I saw her I got so excited that I ran out to greet her and basically ran around a blockade exiting the festival. When I tried to get back in, of course, my wristband didn't work and I was freaking out. I waited for like another hour in the line for them to tell me I couldn't go back in. I was about to give up until one of the angels from ground control saw me crying and asked me what was wrong. I told her my story and she understood and made an exception for me and let me back in. I'm forever grateful to her even though it was freezing. It was one of the best nights of my life. Forever grateful for ground control. Thanks, Emma. Love your content so much and how you connect with the EDM community. Hoping to cross paths with you one day. Cammie. Oh my god, girl, how did you get so excited? You ran past the barricade? (laughs) That is fucking bananas. Oh my god. Well, I'm glad ground control saved your life. That is what they are there for. Uh, This next one, my name is, hey Emma, my name is blank. I would, okay, this person said, my name is blank. I would love to be kept anonymous, please. 
then why are you putting your name in there? I'm going to read it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm 16 years old. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm from San Francisco. Such a big fan of yours and just wanted to say you're such an inspiration to the teen festival goers and ravers. Oh, my God. Bless up. Thank you. Can't wait to meet you at a festival when I'm older. Cough, cough. EDC 21. Yay. I go to Outside Lands in San Francisco almost every year as it's the only festival near me and it's all ages and has some EDM. I most recently went a year and a half ago. It was the best time. On Saturday, Elenium and Jamie XX were scheduled to perform. I went to see Elenium with my friend and afterwards he wanted to go see some non-EDM artists and I wasn't going to waste any of my time on that. So I knew I had to go see Jamie XX even if it meant I was going to be alone. So I ran over to the stage he was playing at, pushed myself through the crowd so that I can see him. You best be saying excuse me when you push it through the crowd. Uh, and then his set was incredible. Melodic techno, awesome energy, great visuals, etc. I was having a great time even though I was alone and the only teenager in a sea of adults. Out of nowhere, I heard an around 35-year-old lady scream from behind me, Are you bowling? I thought she was very fucked up, but I responded saying, What? And she said, Are you rolling? Do you need water? As she held up her festival Heineken cup that was filled to the brim with water. That's when I realized that because I, I was alone and engrossed in teen dancing, she thought that I was rolling. I quickly responded, nope, I'm good, as I further wedged my way into the crowd to get the F away from her. I was a level 11 out of 10 uncomfortable with that moment, but now whenever I look back at it, I always laugh my ass off. Thanks so much for being an inspiration. Aw, well, they were probably just looking out for you, but I feel you. There's, It's kind of uncomfortable when people assume you're under the influence and you're not. Like, it, I've had someone say that to me. I was at a, my friend Vicky and Diane and Tara would probably remember if they're listening. We were at a uh, Oliver Heldon show. It was such a good fucking show. Oh my God. It was Hell Deep Island in New York City. Amazing. Um, and yeah, like we were just having, we were lit. We were having like the best time ever. And the people around us kept asking us if we were rolling or like if we had anything on us. And we were like, no, we're not. We're fucking drunk. Relax. Uh, but then we were, felt like people were judging us just because of like making those comments. So yeah, I feel, I feel you. I would, you know. Okay, this next one. Uh, hey, I'm, I'm a huge fan. I saw your post about this topic I knew I had to share. This story is a little risque because it is drug-related, so if you have to, leave it anonymous. Perfectly fine. Okay, so last year was my second time in Electric Forest. I'm still very new to using party favors, but being my second year at a festival, I felt confident enough in using them without supervision of my more experienced friends. Oh, boy. So it was night three and I decided I was going to play around with some take, taking some molly. I'm usually the type of person who doesn't lose anything. So I was the one holding the car keys and the drugs in my bag. That night I actually took a little too much. And just as the night is truly ending and we're all walking back to the car, my stomach starts to hurt really badly. Not being experienced at all, I really didn't think anything of it. Oh, Jesus. My friend, we'll call her Haley, suggested we stop by the bathrooms on the way to the tent, so we did just that. Once inside, I apologize for TMI, I had the worst diarrhea of my entire life, accompanied by the worst stomach pains. Haley had no idea what was happening, so she was waiting outside, half naked and freezing in her outfit for me to come out. She starts calling my name and asking for the car keys so she can get back in the car. <gasps> oh no. I'm so embarrassed at this point because the sun is coming up and I feel like I'm dying inside this porta potty and that I basically tell her I can't open the door. Still not understanding why I've been in a porta potty so long, she hesitates and walks back to camp without me. I must have spent a good 30 to 40 minutes practically naked from the non-buttoning bodysuit I was wearing with the worst stomach pain. Oh no. When I finally made it back to camp, all of my friends were there and sleeping, so I just went to bed and pretended it never happened. I told everyone I was sick so I didn't take anything or drink anything on the last day. I did tell Haley what happened since she was directly involved, but I was still so embarrassed. A couple of months ago, our whole group was hanging out and it came up and I finally told them the story. We all laughed so hard about it and I'll probably never live it down. As funny as it was, I do think it's important for people to know what they're doing before they do it though. While I was totally okay and safe, it could have been easily dangerous. Thanks for reading. Can't wait to hear the new episode. Oh my God. I have so many thoughts while listening to this. One, I'm glad you're okay. But yeah, guys, if you don't know, when the molly hits, you have to shit. That's like a saying. <laughs> it fucks your stomach up and like your body temperature gets hotter. So you literally feel like you're going to shit your pants. Not that I know this from experience or anything like that. Um, but yeah, that's a thing. So you have to be careful. Other people get really sick when they take drugs. That's why you just like you have to be careful and you sh I'm not even going to get into it. You have to be careful. One of my friends like in the past would throw up 
like as soon as stuff would start to hit her so you just have to be like careful with that stuff again that's why it's not for everyone that's why some of these are illegal like you just really really have to be careful and again test your shit because you do not know what you're taking and that can be the difference between life and death so test your shit um (laughs) speaking of shit uh no but anyway I think a lot of people in this community know porta potties can be one of the most dangerous places and it's a little messed up that your friend left you there in that kind of scenario Uh, I guess if they didn't understand you were messed up but or they might have thought you were sober but yeah like porta potties people can if you're in that situation you can get really overheated and also if you're not in a good headspace also not a good situation so if it's a big enough porta potty bring a friend in there with you um because again I've known people who have been in like a bad head space and been in a porta potty and like totally felt like completely overwhelmed and stuff like that and luckily they had a friend who was able to like talk them through it and get them out of the porta potty and then they were like totally fine after that but yeah you just have to be very careful in that kind of scenario and having friends to like watch out for each other is huge as well so anyway on another note okay this next email I have two stories I'm not sure if they're funny or not but I'll always think of them and be traumatized uh I was at Bonnaroo 2019 and obviously I had some party favors and I heard this girl talking and she had a very thick southern accent and I overheard it I couldn't stop listening to her talk I literally just followed her around for 20 to 30 feet and then I went up to her to talk to her once I did I kind of started to mimic her accent on accident (laughs) oh my god and tell told her I admired her accent and she was looking at me like I was fucking crazy wow no that's amazing (laughs) yeah that's amazing I can't even imagine that's something I would do I would start talking in like a fucking British accent or something like that okay there's another another one is at both Griffin sets I've been to one in Louisville and one at Lala at both of his sets my boyfriend will always scream and yell Winnebago at the top of his lungs but for some reason every time he's done that another guy besides us just as fucked up as he was will respond back same man or has yelled it back (laughs) it's so weird and embarrassing as people turn around and stare but the fact that sometimes someone says it back to him and they're doing the same thing makes it worth it love you emma oh i love that i think those stories are really funny especially the first one the accent like kills me okay guys we only have four more emails so we're almost through uh i hope you guys are enjoying this episode as much as i am i i'm gonna keep bringing this one back Okay, so this says, okay, so my embarrassing story took place a year ago at Creamfields 2019. It was Saturday and Calvin Harris was headlining and I had taken my first tab of acid to start the day off. Okay, let's get into it. After about an hour, my girlfriend was feeling it, uh, but I wasn't, so I took another. (gasps) Don't do that. (laughs) Then during Duke Dumont, a couple hours before Calvin Harris came on, I started feeling things I'd never felt before. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) a heightened sense of ecstasy everything was so amazing gum felt like a mint explosion throughout my whole body a sip of wine from a stranger felt like the greatest gift i'd ever received that almost brought me to tears everything was going great until something seemed off with my girlfriend i could tell she didn't seem okay so i tried to get her out of the crowd all i could remember was hearing that she didn't want to miss calvin harris who i knew was on soon so i stayed there even though something felt off The acid trip got so intense that I couldn't see much of anything around me. After what felt like an eternity later, I finally came through the other side. It turns out that the reason why my girlfriend seemed off was because I was completely out of it and Calvin Harris was actually on the entire time. I was tripping so hard I missed the entire set even though I was physically right there. So that's my embarrassing story. Missing one of my favorite DJs even though I was there. The trip was so intense I'll never forget it. Plur. Wow. That's what I'm saying. I mean, that's crazy. Good for your girlfriend for like watching you and everything throughout that. But this is why I just warn against taking things, guys. I'm going to sound like such a rave mom in this, but it's just so tricky because you don't know how you're going to react. And like you pay all these this money to like have this incredible experience and be present. And then it's it's happened to the best of us. Like then sometimes you get too fucked up. You don't even make it inside. You miss your favorite artist. And it's like, is that worth it at the end of the day? I don't know. I'm just putting that argument out there. Okay, uh, this next one. Hey, Emma, I do want to be kept anonymous. Okay, no problem. I went to Escape Psycho Circus in 2018, which is hosted at the Nas Center in San Bernardino. It gets very packed, so I usually park at the San Manuel Stadium and just walk to the main entrance. I had already started pre-gaming, so I was feeling pretty good and my and had my entire rave fam. 
There is almost always a group of very Christian people that we run into holding signs and using a megaphone, making everyone feel very uncomfortable. Oh, I've seen those people. Uh, I was feeling confident, so I decided to tell them that I'm also a Christian. I love Jesus, and we're all just here to have a good time. Using the megaphone, they told me, okay, then stop dressing like that. You're going to go to hell. (laughs) I was so embarrassed, and everyone looked at me. I just kept smiling and pretended that it didn't bother me. To this day, I still cringe when I see them. I'm still a faithful Christian, and I still dress however I want to. Love you, Emma. Hope to get to meet you soon. Oh my God, I love that message. Good for you for standing up for yourself and other ravers. Those people have nothing fucking better to do with their time. Let me tell you, it's crazy. Uh, they did that. Um, the protesters were outside EDC Las Vegas, I want to say. It was probably 2017, maybe 2016. But yeah, it's like so dumb. Okay, uh, two more here. This one says, hey, Emma, after hearing the first round of embarrassing rave stories, I thought of mine that happened at the first festival I ever went to, which was Ultra Miami 2019. This happened during Elenium set. P.S. One of my favorite artists. When I started making conversation with some guys standing near me, I spotted a super attractive man wearing a pink tank top who was friends with the guys I was talking to. I was thinking of an icebreaker when all of a sudden Elenium started playing some Seven Lions music. I had made a candy that said rush over me on it and I thought to myself, what the fuck, just go over to him. We started talking and vibing pretty well and I asked him if he wanted to trade candy. He said yes and I gave him the one that said rush over me as the song was playing. He read it and said, oh my god, no way, perfect timing. I then proceeded to tell him that I thought he was very attractive. He smirked a little bit and just said thank you. I thought it was super strange he didn't compliment me back. The vibe immediately got a little awkward oh god and then i slowly made my way back to the guy i was talking to first i went up to him and asked the question is your friend in the pink tank top gay he looked at me and laughed and said no he's married to a girl but he gets that all the time oh my god i thought to myself are you fucking kidding me this seemed like such a magical moment i spotted a potential rave bay Everyone was getting in all the feels at Elenium and I had the perfect candy made for him and it turns out he doesn't play for the same team. So embarrassing but so hilarious. Oh well, on to the next. Oh my god. No, you know what? You put yourself out there and you were feeling the vibe so fuck it. (laughs) I'm sure he appreciated the compliment and you know what? If he's out in here rocking a tank top looking like snack, you can't help it, right? That's what I'm saying. So don't feel too bad. And exactly the right attitude. On to the next one. <laughs> okay, we have one more here, you guys. It says, uh, hey, Emma, it was last summer at a festival in my city called Il Sonique. It was for my bachelorette party, so we went all out. We had a booth in the VIP and bought bottles all day. Towards the end of the night, during Seven Lions set, I decided to split up for my group to go to the bathroom. I was going down the stairs, and I fell down the entire flight of metal stairs. Oh, no. I hurt my hand a little but thought nothing of it. The couple held a couple had helped me up and said I felt like a noodle. I kept raving and having a great time until the next morning I went to the doctors because I had to cut the ring on my finger off to find out I broke my ring finger. <gasps> my friends like to remind me of this story every co- time I go to a show or if I'm drinking hashtag fail. Oh my god, you poor thing. Yeah, you were feeling the um the like drinking immunity where you don't feel an injury to your body uh that is fucking bananas i hope you're okay (laughs) oh my gosh you guys we got through all of the emails i loved this this just put me in the best mood um we really went there so i hope some of you guys don't mind the x-rated moments but you know we got to keep it real here and nothing is off the table so i love that so much I would love to do a part three of this in a couple of months. So if any of you guys are listening and you have stories in mind, you can write them to me now, raveculturecast at gmail.com. Just title it my most embarrassing rave story. You can keep it anonymous if you want, but we got to do a round three of this because this shit is the best. (laughs) I'm going to take a quick break and we're going to get into EDM news and my songs of the week to end off the episode. Okay, you guys, I don't have too much in EDM news this week uh, because I recorded these episodes back to back. So last week and this week were sort of stacked on top of each other. But um, some music news. Uh, I'm a week late, but Joyride dropped his debut album, Breathe. I think it has 18 tracks on it. Uh, Really great album. Super excited for him. So definitely go check that out and support. Uh, Cascade also dropped his Redux uh, number four, his EP love cascade daddy cascade 
Can't go wrong with that man. Uh, a personal favorite of mine is the song Sexy. So go stream that now. It's out. Uh, the Digital Mirage, if any of you guys caught that live stream, it was a three-day like live stream festival weekend, which was really cool. The EDM community is just really going like all out, giving us entertainment and new sets and new music to get us through this time and it's pretty incredible uh they were also raising um money for i think musicians it was like a music fund which is really cool so i think they had well over a hundred thousand dollars donated which is awesome uh i'll just touch on this lightly because i want to keep it positive there were some twitter trolls coming at them about the sets being pre-recorded guys are you kidding me i know it's not any of you guys because you guys are the good ones But to complain about sets being recorded beforehand for a free charity-based live stream that a company put together is like beyond me. Can't relate. Can't relate. We don't know her. Uh, I would literally never imagine complaining about that. Um, Basically, they had all these incredible artists booked. So they let all of them record their hour set beforehand in their home and whatever setting they wanted it to be. I thought it was really cool seeing these artists in their homes. Um, So of course it was recorded. There's so many issues that can happen if things are live. Uh, The quality won't be as high. So fuck that shit. It's not a real set at a festival. So anyway, people, we we ain't got time for negativity in this life. So we're moving on. Uh, Lastly, Live Nation pledges $10 million to live music crews. I loved the story, so I wanted to share it. It was on youredm.com. So it said one of the main workforces hurt by the COVID-19 pandemic and ensuing cancellations of shows around the world are the live music crews who work on setting up stages, controlling lighting, maintaining sound and more. Without any shows or live events at all to speak of, tens of thousands of workers, generally independent contractors are without pay. Live Nation, arguably the largest event promoter in the world, has launched, launched Crew Nation, powered by Music Forward Foundation, a charitable organization to help them all stay on their feet so they said crew members are the backbone of the live music industry and we hope you'll join us in supporting them through this temporary intermission until we can once again unite millions around the world throughout the power of live music crew nation is powered by music forward foundation a charitable 501c3 organization that will be administering the fund live nation has committed 10 million dollars to crew nation contributing an initial 5 million to the fund and then matching the next 5 million given by artists fans and employees dollar for dollar which is incredible according to the fund's website justin timberlake billy eilish post malone metallica lady gaga kiss foo fighters billy joel and more have already pledged their support absolutely love that i'm a big fan of live nation um and just them as a company and i think it's really incredible that all of these live streams different companies brownies and lemonade proximity are taking the time to throw these events these live streams create these funds for people who are suffering suffering and who have lost their jobs so we stand i really really love that uh okay lastly guys my songs of the week what have i been jamming out to what i've been loving i have a couple here so a couple of different singles. Um, one song that I have been fucking jamming to, shuffling to in my house, I've been trying to practice a little bit lately, is the song Say So by Doja Cat, but it is the Jax Jones Midnight Snack remix. So Say So by Doja Cat, Jax Jones Midnight Snack remix. Go bump that shit right now. It's a fucking awesome song to shuffle to. The drop, chef's kiss, perfection. Uh, I also have been loving Yolanda Be Cool, uh, the song Switch, bitch, oh my god, it is so like dancey and you're gonna throw it back to it, I like, I've been listening to it during my workouts and stuff like that, again, good one to shuffle to, and I found that in Noizu's Heaters Only playlist on Spotify, I discovered so much incredible house music on that, so definitely go follow Noizu's Heaters Only playlist if you're a house fan. Uh, Mala's new song OCB love that track as well that was a good one I'm a big Mala fan Uh, Dylan Francis's new song You Do You is another fun one we love Dylan uh, and his videos are always fun so go listen to You Do You and stream that now and lastly I think I've mentioned this already but I have been loving Calvin Harris's new releases his love regenerator tracks um the ones he's doing on his own and the collaborations uh specifically the one he did with Eli Brown called Moving 
we're just loving it. It's like 90s rave vibes. It's very housey. Like I love what he's doing with his music. Um, it's not his typical like summer. Uh, why can't I think of anything right now? When I met you in the summer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get copyrighted. <laughs> but it's not his songs with like lyrics um, or like Rihanna, like nothing like that. Uh, it's all just like great, ravey 90s beats vibes. That's not a word. But anyway, uh, love that. So go check out his Love Regenerator tracks, specifically Moving with Eli Brown. Great song. Okay, you guys, we made it till the end of the episode. Uh, Please send in your Listener of the Week nominations and your submissions for what type of raver are you. I'll be looking out for your emails on that. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please go and rate and review on iTunes today. Make it your story. Tag at Rave Culture and at Emma Capotis. Subscribe over on my YouTube channel. Tell a friend today. All of the things. I'm so excited we got through a year, guys. It's been the most amazing experience again. Such a rewarding time. I love this podcast so much. I love the family we've all created together. And here's to many more and another year of Rave Culture Cast. So thank you all so much for listening. I will be back next Wednesday with a new episode. Peace. We'll be right back.